the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of the Monday edition of the Bruce Willis Show starts right now. And uh, I'm going to continue through this piece because I think it's just stellar. Uh, Kurt Schleister, before we went to break, he said, look, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent to the dingbats and the idiots. And I don't care what Fat MAGA, Deadbeat Dad 69 or any other human cartoon character says. I don't care if they tweet about my mother or my dogs or tell me that my books are terrible. My mom wouldn't care, nor would my dogs. And my books are awesome and bestsellers. Uh, insults and lame memes don't matter to me. Uh, uh-oh, State Representative Casey Weinstein might be in trouble. That's all. That, that's, that's really all the left has. They have memes, right? Memes and emotional arguments. Don't let them matter to you, and certainly don't let them keep you from doing what you need to do. And that is the larger point here, folks. Um, as we are on the eve of the New Hampshire primary. And what you need to do is get on board and fight for the guy who won fair and square. Yeah, fair and square in primaries. You go out, you make your case, and part of that means cutting down the other guy. If you can't get your head around that reality, you probably shouldn't be involved in politics. This is a tough game. It's not for the faint of heart. Donald Trump doesn't take it personally. As soon as Chris Christie dropped out to take on his new role as spokesman for Golden Corral, Trump was saying nice things about him. And after Ron DeSantis dropped out and properly endorsed the president in one of the best and most gracious concession speeches I've ever seen, Trump said he was honored by the endorsement of Ron DeSantis. Why after so much acrimony? Because it's not personal. It's just business. Look, I will not start sugarcoating it for you now. I still believe Donald Trump has an uphill fight to win in November. He's going to have an uphill fight, particularly if the establishment Republicans join the cabal again. I'm hopeful, though, that they see the Marxist reality right before us and do an about face. He's got a chance to win, probably a little higher than he did a year ago, but the advantage still lies with the zombie pervert because of the irrational hatred of Donald Trump of so many people. Republicans shouldn't add to that challenge because they are ticked off. Maybe you don't like Donald Trump's tweets. Maybe you don't like his behavior. Maybe you have some rational critiques of his policies. Whatever. Get over it. I, by the way, I think that he was soft on Fauci. I think he should have got rid of Fauci. I think he should have got rid of Burks. I don't think that he should have signed legislation on bumper stocks. American elections are binary choices. If you don't choose the Republican, you're helping the Democrat. And look at what the Democrats want to do. Ding, 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 ding. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. This is an election where we can shrug and wait for four years for another shot. No, we can't do that. That's another 10 million illegals. A couple of SCOTUS seats. And who knows how many wars. 
This is existential. Our garbage elite is not only evil, but stupid. So stupid and arrogant that it is bound to do things to our country that can't be undone. This is serious, and your choice matters. Donald Trump may not be perfect. Lord knows I've pointed out his imperfections and how I thought Ron DeSantis was a superior candidate. But you know, my party decided to stick with Donald Trump, and I'm going to stick with my party. Don't confuse being butthurt over some third-tier slanders by ridiculous fringes or the disappointment that comes with losing when you think you should have won with occupying the moral high ground. You're not a better person if your actions help Joe Biden win. Let me repeat that. You're not a better person if your actions help Joe Biden win. You're mad. I get it. Let it go. Want to know one key reason I am so intent on electing Donald Trump? There are a ton of issues that are important to me. Closing the border, the economy, free speech, foreign policy. But one that hits home for me is that Biden is getting our troops killed. And he will get more of them killed through its gross incompetence if he is reelected. They deserve a leader who will have their backs. I led American soldiers. I was there when an American soldier died overseas in the service of his country. And I had the honor of representing for a short time their lives. He didn't look at his watch when their bodies were hauled off the back of a C-130. Do you remember when Biden did that? I can list dozens of reasons to support Donald Trump, but for me, it starts and stops with those young men and women. That's just me. That's just my vote. I'm not presuming to tell you how to vote. I will give you my opinion on why you should vote for Donald Trump, but you're free to disregard it. It's a free country, at least until Joe Biden is reelected. I just hope you will think carefully about your choice if you are a DeSantis supporter who is still mad about the primary. Most of us are already backing the president. Governor DeSantis is supporting Donald Trump. And if you aren't, you're supporting Biden. Get up, brush off the dirt, and get back in the game. Up and down the ballot, from top to bottom, we have got to win. It matters. It matters more than our disappointment and anger. The guy who supported, the guy we supported sees that, and the governor is right as usual. Let's do this thing. I couldn't have written that any more passionately or poignantly than Kurt Schleister. And we'll see. We'll see tomorrow in New Hampshire how it all goes down. Let me see if uh, if real clear is accurate. It was listing Trump at 54, Haley at 36, DeSantis at seven and a half in New Hampshire. Well, I would suspect that a good hearty 6% of that would go to Trump. Um, so what would that make it like 60 to 37? That's a landslide. But we'll see. We'll see. I. I read some comments over the weekend, some females in the Republican Party who are saying, okay, it's time to do this, Nikki Haley. Maybe that's their candidate. I don't know. Could you support Nikki Haley? If push comes to shove, let's look at it this direction. What if Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire? What if you as a Trump supporter are asked to do what DeSantis supporters are now asked to do, except support Nikki Haley? Could you do it? 
My visceral response is absolutely. I think she's a warmonger. I think she has corporate sponsors that will um, proceed with business as usual with the establishment Republican agenda. But I don't necessarily believe that she's full on Marxist. I believe that some of her supporters are. I believe that some of the people who support Nikki Haley are part of the cabal that tried to get Donald Trump unelected or out of the White House in 2020. I make no bones about that. But if you can slow the train down instead of it going full speed off the cliff, I would be willing to make that sacrifice. Are DeSantis voters willing to make that sacrifice and pony up and ante up for Donald J. Trump? What's more important is are the people who are supporting DeSantis in Haley who supported Joe Biden in 2020, who worked behind the scenes in the secret campaign to unseat President Trump. Are they willing, finally? You know, people act according to one of two things. Avoid pain, pursue pleasure. Is the pain high enough? Is the fear of where we're headed great enough that these folks will stop the insanity and do the right thing? I don't know. I don't know. Big week ahead. The Senate... In uh, two days, we'll reconvene the Ohio Senate, and they are expected to override Governor DeWine's veto of House Bill 68. That is the SAFE Act, which would prohibit the prescription of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, as well as gender mutilation surgeries for minors. It also contains Save Women Sports, which would make it illegal for men to compete against women in sports and would keep them, men, out of women's private spaces, essentially upholding a law known as Title IX. The Senate is expected to pass the veto override uh, with certainly more than the 20 votes needed in that chamber. That was according to my conversation with Senate insiders last week. Uh, Today marks former Congressman Bill Johnson's first day as president of Youngstown State University. And uh, President Johnson released a video this morning, about a four and a half minute video. Uh, But one of the segments of that video caught my attention. I wanted to play it for you here right now. Uh, This is now Youngstown State University President Bill Johnson. Some in our YSU community have had strong opinions about my role in university decisions because they care. Well, I get that because I care too. Unfortunately, Some people made up their mind about me before I ever stepped foot on campus. Some even before they ever met me. But look, we're here now, together. And my message is clear. I welcome differing views and diverse perspectives. (laughs) Checkmate on the diversity, equity, and inclusion crowd. Bill Johnson just said, hey, I'm open to diverse dialogue. Are you? Hey, uh, stay tuned. We have uh, a candidate for the 12th District Court of Appeals up next. You don't want to miss this one. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Uh, I want to bring her right in. She is a candidate for Ohio's 12th District Court.
Court of Appeals. Melina Siebert, welcome in today. Uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. Um, first things first, I want to talk about this amicus brief, and then I want to talk about your race for the 12th District Court of Appeals. Um, Sounds great. Tell our listeners, uh, we've talked a little bit about it, but obviously Colorado is uh, trying to go full Marxist on our country and and keep a candidate uh-huh. off the ballot. What can you tell us about your law firm and, and uh, how you weighed in last week on that matter? Right. Yeah, I work for the Boss Law Firm. I'm one of the senior attorneys there, and we focus on constitutional and election law. That's uh, some of our specialty. And so last week we had the opportunity to file an amicus brief with the Supreme Court for the Colorado ballot access case. Uh, We focus uh, primarily on a lot of First Amendment issues at our firm, and that was the perspective that we wrote about in our brief uh, was that, um, in our view, uh, Trump's uh, speech at the Ellipse specifically that day is protected under the First Amendment and was not incitement. Uh, The thing about this Colorado case in front of the Supreme Court, there are probably about five to ten really good legal theories that I could talk about as as to, you know, why he should not be thrown off the ballot in Colorado. This First Amendment argument that we made just is one of them. Have you and I have to admit, for about 30 years, I checked out. You know, I, I went on living mm-hmm. life and doing things that young professionals do, that dads do, that husbands do. And then when COVID happened, I got, you know, really reinvolved in the political landscape of things. I've never seen anything like this before. Have you have you ever seen anything so overtly undemocratic as what we are seeing with President Trump? I mean, they're trying it in Colorado. They're going to try it in a few other states. Um, is, is this unprecedented in your mind? I think it is. Uh, and, you know, I want to, everybody has their opinions on Trump, right? I don't think there's probably any person in the, in the universe <laughs> that doesn't have an opinion on Trump, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, you know, but that's not really my point here, or wasn't really our point with the amicus. Our point, broadly speaking, was that what needs to be protected is our Constitution. Uh, and, and that should that should be the case no matter who the candidate is. But in particular, I will say I agree that um, in particular, I do believe that President Trump has had to face things that are completely unprecedented um, in, in terms of constitutional challenges, in terms of uh, a lot of this thing. Our firm actually was able to defend two congressional candidates last year that were, that faced similar challenges under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, uh, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to submit this amicus brief, uh, because there are just so many things involved in this that that should be concerning to every American, no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, quite honestly. I think this is a very dangerous precedent that we are looking at in this country. So we have about uh, two minutes here. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think that the Supreme Court will get this right? I I am. You know, in, in practicing in front of the Supreme Court, uh, one of the things you always have to look at is the split, right? And, you know, and who you are writing briefs to. Um, and oftentimes you're writing to, you know, one of the 
the swing uh, swing votes on the court. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a lot of really good justices on the court now uh, that really do look at words uh, and, and take them to mean what they say, look at the original meaning of text in the Constitution. Um, and, I, and I think that there is a, a very good shot that this, this challenge from Colorado will be shut down at the Supreme Court. At least I'm hopeful. So about a minute and a half now. Let's talk about this 12th District Court of Appeals. Uh, it, yes. The 12th District's Brown, Butler, Claremont, Clinton, Fayette, Madison, Preble, and Warren counties, I believe. What would your yes. role be, and why are you qualified to um, be a member of the court? Right. Well, an appellate court judge really does look at whether a trial court judge got questions of law correct or not. You know, did they admit evidence correctly? Did they uh, make the right call on, uh, you know, a constitutional uh, defense? Uh, and so forth. And the reason why I'm particularly qualified for that is I uh, have practiced in trial and appellate courts all across the country, including the Supreme Court of the United States. And a great deal of my practice right now is analyzing statutes, is analyzing constitutional questions at issue. And that is exactly what an appellate court judge would do. So I really would be doing what I do now. Uh, in my legal work, just on the other side of the bench, so to speak. And so I think that's given me an excellent skill set in analyzing law and being able to approach questions of law uh, from specifically from an originalist and a textualist perspective, which I think is desperately needed. Oh, my goodness. Now more than ever, I would say. Um, yes. We're nearly out of time. So, one, I want to hopefully get a commitment that we can have you back because there are several legal, legal issues we can analyze. But in 20 seconds here, where can uh, folks find out more about you and maybe support your campaign? Well, thank you, and I'd love to come back. My website is probably the best way to connect with me. It's Siebert for the 12th. It's S is in Sam, I-E, B is in boy, E-R-T, F-O-R-T-H-E, one, two, T-H. So uh, you can connect with me there. And uh, I don't know, if, would you be able to put a link my website on your show page or I could send yep. you information as well to do that. Yep. We'll get, uh, we'll get this uh, republished at the Ohio Press Network. I'll send you the audio and then um, the listeners will have that now as well that they can go to Siebert for the 12th.com. Of course, I'm on all the socials under that too. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatnot. So. Excellent. Uh, listen, I really appreciate you, uh, Melina, and uh, we'll have you back yes. soon. And thank you for uh, all of your work with respect to the amicus brief. That is important work. It's God's work. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'd love to come back sometime. Thank you. You're very welcome. And uh, hey, you need to stay tuned because up next I have Mike Davila. Mike Davila is a candidate for the 17th House District in the state of Ohio. Uh, He's seeking to replace one of the Blue 22, Tom Patton. He's running uh, against... Uh, Gordon Short, who is a city councilman in Strongsville, um, who actually is backed by uh, some <laughs> some people we'll talk about next and uh, why you might want to pay attention to this race. So Mike Davila up next on the other side of this break. And thank you, uh, Melina Siebert, for spending time with us today. We're certainly going to have you back to talk about a lot of legal issues on the horizon for Trump and more. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.